now we're silent. So I guess welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm Gabor, I think. I think. <laughs> hey, welcome. It's been a while, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? Gavin? Roger? Yeah, Sven. Sven. Sve- Svenda. Svenda. Yeah. I actually lived in a share house with a guy called Sven, and we called him Svenda. Svenda. That was his female fe- and like an um, persona. Ah. Oh, like Svenda. Okay, like yeah. Glenda. Yeah, like Glenda. Uh, not like Glenn, Glenda. Glenn, Glenn, Glenda. Like Alex and Alexa. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. <laughs> or Seer and Syria. No. What? Because yeah. Alexa, isn't that the Google, the name of Syria? The, like Siri? Oh, Siri, And yeah. Alexa? Because oh, they're like yeah. the, the, the lazy people who can't switch their own lights on enough and turn their own music yeah. on enough thing. They want to give all their personal information to the yes, internet. Yes, yes, yes. Internet, yeah. take my personal information. Share it, please. If you have the lucky credit card number, you win. <laughs> yes, master. <Ooh. laughs> in utopian future, in three months' time. <clears throat> yes, 12 months ago. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. So um, Yeah, yeah, we've just been... You just got here, so we're chatting about to do some videos. And hugging and kissing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, yes. Mostly on his behalf. But, uh, yeah, so I just got back from from overseas, from yeah. doing stuff overseas, and, and just got back and brought lots of presents. And, um, Yay! Any uh, schnitzel? Lots of schnitzel. That was sort of one of the running jokes. Yes, that, um, I saw a few videos. We we um, okay. So we're talking about Forty Two Gear Street, uh, which I'm gonna bore everyone with for the next few weeks. Or uh, I think by about a month from now, a lot of people are gonna be sick of Forty Two Gear Street because lots of people are talking about it. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a really cool experience. And yeah, one of the things that was sort of the running joke. Uh, we got the most. Okay, so the actual event started on a Saturday and went till a Tuesday. I think Saturday to Tuesday was the actual event. I yeah. think seventh to tenth or something, or Saturday to Monday, or uh, anyway, something like that. Hmm. Saturday to Tuesday. But most people arrived on on the Thursday, right? So all the YouTubers flew in on Thursday, and the idea was you come in. A lot of people come in from overseas, so you arrive on a Thursday. You can kind of have a look around, and then you have Friday, you have a whole day to kind of rest and you know, or we'll do whatever you want to do, and then Saturday the whole thing starts. Um, for those who don't know, this was in Germany. This was in Germany. This um, was at, at Henning Pauli's house yeah. and his mum's house and his brother's house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we met them all. Hello, Henning's mum. I think it's Hiltud. Hello, Hiltud, Henning's mum. And is it Stefan? I think it was Stefan, his brother. Mm-hmm. Interesting dude, his brother. Yeah. Actually, interesting family, but his brother was definitely interesting. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and so we arrived. Anyway, so we're... Uh, so from Saturday onwards, yeah. things like food, like lunch, dinner, everything was taken care of, right? And at the hotel we stayed at, breakfast was taken care of every morning. Mm-hmm. But on the Thursday and on the Friday, we had to look after ourselves with lunch and dinners and stuff like that. So what we all basically did, because we were all kind of tired, we went to Henning's place, hung around there, and we went back to the hotel, and we all had dinner at the hotel together, including Henning and his and Leslie and his mum and everyone that came to the hotel. Yeah, cool. And we sort of took over the hotel, basically. Um, and so I was one of the few German-speaking people there. Mm. So I quite often would sit on a table. I would always end up on a table with um, Phil McKnight, yep. who was awesome, by the way. Love, love, just wealth of information. That man is insane. Yeah, cool. And guys like Mike from China Guitar Skeptics and... A lot of the other guys, so a lot of non-German-speaking people, <clears throat> and the menus, 
I mean, I should actually go back. This was in a tiny little town called Kubach, mm. uh, which kind of translated means Cow Creek, right. uh, which was right the next town along from where Henning lives, which was Hirschhausen, mm -hmm. which Hirsch is like um, a deer. Okay. So it's like deer house, kind of translated. Sure. And the next town was Coo Cow Cow Creek. <laughs> uh, and it was literally, it was, this it was these tiny little villages. And I mean, there was a there was this hotel there, or it was like a, a guest house. Sure, yeah. But there was nothing else there. There was a kindergarten daycare center kind of thing across the road from us, but there was nothing there. There was nothing. No shops. No nothing. It was just village. houses, a village. Nice. So the next closest town was a town called Weilburg, yeah. which was about five kilometers away. And we walked there once, um, myself and Eric from oh, yeah. Living Room Gear Demos and this guy Tom from Elevated Jam Tracks. Mm -hmm. We walked there um, just to buy some stuff. Sure. Like clothes, not clothes, but like there was no soaps in the hotel. Oh, yeah. So, I think um, I saw that. Anyway, um, so it's this tiny little village. So there's literally nothing else there. So we just sat around there mm -hmm. and um, uh, uh, all the menus, of course, were in German. Yeah. So I translated the menus for everyone and it was literally like a book full of stuff. But about... 90% of all the food in it were different kinds of schnitzel. Sure. And I was just translating stuff, and just all the Americans in particular were like, what, it's only schnitzel? Is that all you guys eat here in Germany? So it was this kind of joke, <laughs> this kind of in, in you know ongoing joke that all you get uh, in Germany is schnitzel. And then we went out to a lot of the restaurants, and of course schnitzel was on a lot of the menus. and yeah. so Schnitzel was a big thing. Is it a, quite a regional thing? To, uh, does, it, does it, well, schnitzel is more of an Austrian thing. I think originally it's an Italian thing, but really, um, food is very regional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, um, I mean, in part, that part of Germany is it? It's not all over Germany, is? No, well, Schnitzel is more. I, I love, guess that area in the southern parts of Germany and Austria. That sort of more Schnitzel, Schnitzelville. I've been all around Germany, but I haven't actually been to Germany itself. So. Well, I think the further north you go in Germany, it's a lot of it is kind of boiled meats and stuff. Sure. Whereas sort of central Germany and further south, Schnitzel is a bit bigger, I suppose, must be, because it's, mm. it's, um, it's, um, that's all there was on the menu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was great, though. I mean, the food was fantastic. The hotel was great. The only, it was funny, too, because it was sort of semi-ironic. <clears throat> so there's people from all over the world showing up at a YouTuber event. Mm. And we all got to the hotel, and no one had any reception on their phones, not even the Germans. Like there were some German guys that were there, like yeah. Enrico from KMA device, uh, Audio Machines, sorry, KMA Audio Machines, who lives in Berlin, and a couple of the other guys who live in Germany had German phones with German SIM cards. They didn't have any reception there. Mm -hmm. The hotel at Wi-Fi by the internet never worked. <laughs> um, so literally anywhere in that area, unless we were at Henning's place where he had, he had all these um, routers set up everywhere. So you had about three, four different Wi-Fi spots. So you walk around the street, you had really good Wi-Fi everywhere there. That's cool. Um, but nowhere else had any Wi-Fi or any internet or any reception. Yeah. So it was sort of semi-ironic that we go there, but then as soon as we leave Henning's place, there was just no nothing. You couldn't <laughs> check emails. You couldn't upload videos. You couldn't do anything. It was just yeah. nothing. It was kind of good, though, because we talked more. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. And we kind of hung out more. and You wouldn't actually get bogged down in... Up doing video stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I tried to do some editing at night, but I just couldn't be bothered. Yeah. I wanted to do a, a video vlog every day. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I just, nah. We ended up, um, everyone kind of ended up, once we got back from dinners, we ended up 
going a lot of times to the and sat in the restaurant of the hotel mm-hmm. and everyone just had beers and stuff and we just chat until like one in the morning yeah cool um that's fun too it was good fun yeah yeah absolutely lovely people all of them but um yeah it was it was cool it was a really fun event and it was mm. um just it was a bit surreal being at henning's place yeah. Um, and it was funny. It felt a little bit like a. It. I think I said it in in one of the videos that I put up. Um, it felt almost a little bit like we were school kids and we went to like a school, tri- like it was a, a, a trip, school trip. Sure. Because um, so you know, like you'd, you'd wake up in the morning and at seven a.m. breakfast would start at the hotel, and about eight thirty we would get picked up for a nine o'clock start at Henning's place. It was about a five minute drive to Henning's place mm-hmm. from the hotel. So about seven o'clock, seven thirty, everyone started stumbling into the the hotel restaurant again for breakfast, and then about maybe eight o'clock, Henning would rock up, and Leslie would rock up, and Henning's mum would rock up, and Michelle uh, from Studio Shamil, he was you know one of the helpers and did an amazing job. They all would start rock up and have breakfast with us, yeah, cool. and then you people would start leaving and then go okay i've got four seats in the car who wants to come with me and we'd be like me 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 and people would go out and line up and henning's mom would go okay who wants to come with me <laughs> that was my my accent <laughs> german accent and you know you'd get in the car with henning's mom and then henning would drive who's by the way his number plate is hb42 Henning's he has a number plate and it says hb42 <laughs> he has a bit of a thing like a lot of a thing but a there's a lot thing. of things but the 42 thing um, he's got a lot of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books oh, yeah. in his bookshelf. And everyone got a towel. Yeah. Everyone got a 42 Gear Street towel, all the oh. YouTubers. Because you have to, you can't go anywhere without a towel. <laughs> and um, um, yeah, but it felt like a school trip. You know, Henning's mum would drive us sure. to his house. <laughs> it sounds very, very organized and regimented. It was so. sort of organized and not organized, but. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a bit chaotic, but it was, I mean, it was really well done. And just for the amount of people that were there and the amount of work that was involved, I think Henning did an amazing job organizing mm. it all. And I think more than anything else, I think, um, and I, th- I can sort of understand now why um, he, the other events, to, you know, GitCon and TGU, why he wasn't happy with the way it worked. Yeah, I think it was a real, really, really good balance of, who who the YouTubers were that he invited and who the brands were that he invited because mm. everyone got along. And one of the things, um, just making sure this is all recording, it is because I, I have I, I have been known to not press record at times. <laughs> um, uh, um, yeah, I think one of the things that, that why he kind of got in a conflict in, under quotation marks with, mm. with the GitCon guys and with the Tormund guys who he's still good friends with but he's just doing his own thing and they're happy with him doing his thing and they're doing their thing but um, I guess with Tormund and I guess with um, with Warwick who do TGU yeah. no I mean who do um, GitCon they in, uh, probably invited certain brands and certain YouTubers because they wanted the biggest YouTubers only they wanted certain brands because they had to have certain brands. So Tormund probably has certain relationships with brands. Mm, yeah. But Henning and and he was very adamant about it. He wanted, he didn't want just some guy from a brand to be there. He wanted to be the head guy from the brand to be there, cool. who has influence mm. over the distributors all around the world. Yep. Because he, so he said, you know, what's the point of a guy coming from America or a guy coming from 
Australia to mm. Germany and you talk to the German distributor of Ibanez, you know, yeah. what's the point? Because when he goes back to Australia or goes back to America, it's no. different distributors, you yeah. know. Different. So he wanted to make sure that the Ibanez guys that were there were like the head guys who had influence over yeah, cool. Ibanez headquarters and had influence over possibly the other um, other distributors. Uh, the it, and also I have to say the probably the loveliest people I've ever met in my life the guys from Engel Jürgen and Martin mm-hmm. so Jürgen is the CEO of Engel yeah, cool. who was there loveliest dude they drove us around a lot and Martin is one of the head engineers of, of Engel two of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life okay. they were there so it's the actual the CEO of Engel was there nice. you know you had a lot of the guitar brands you had the actual makers you had mm. um, Dave Friedman Yep. was there you know uh so a lot of uh, and i think that was his thing he wanted people to be there that could help everyone all around the world mm. sennheiser weren't even uh, i don't know if any if you watched or if anyone out there watched henning did a video on the sennheiser stuff that everyone got because we all got these wireless lapel mics which i didn't bring i should have brought actually we could have used for this sure <laughs> um but um um they didn't even want to be mentioned as a sponsor but Sennheiser sent Henning all this stuff to give to every YouTuber, and Sennheiser gave every YouTuber a list of contacts in their country. Yeah, cool. So you can contact, and they know about it. Yep. So I can, we can contact, if we want any Sennheiser stuff, we can contact the person at Sennheiser in Australia great. who knows about this stuff and is informed and is in. Yeah, great. Because the guys from Sennheiser said so, you know. Mm. And uh, that sort of stuff. And I think that's why TGU and Gitcon it didn't work the way he wanted it to be because it didn't do what he actually set out to do, whereas this it did. And the other thing I have to say, not just that, but uh, and it's a talk a lot, but it's a podcast, so I guess. Um, <laughs> the like other thing is, form, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, everyone really got along. Yeah, because cool. uh, and I'm not going to name any, na- any names, but uh, a lot of the other guys that were there were at TGU this year and at GitCon this year and and or last year. Yeah. Um, a lot of the guys came, I mean, guys like Steve from Boston and I think Phil McKnight, that's the third trip in like six months to Germany because mm-hmm. they went to GitCon, they went to TGU and it came to this. And they all said at both of the events, and not naming names, but there's sort of mentioned names, yeah. these clicks started forming. So there were certain YouTubers and they were all kind of hanging out together and only together and with no one else. And they only did videos with each other and no one else. And there were certain brands that would only hang out with certain YouTubers because they wanted those YouTubers to plug them. Yeah, sure. And not with other YouTubers. Whereas I really have to say, at this event, I hung out with everyone and mm. everyone was not... Like, we had a dinner and I sat there with uh, at, the, at one table with uh, Dave Friedman and Sammy Bowler and Mo, the guy who did all the drawings and he oh, yeah, designed yeah. the logo. And... Oh, uh, uh, one other person was the other person. Oh, and um, 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 Stefan from uh, Pedal Zone. Mm-hmm. And we sat on one table together and very different people. But it was a, we had great conversations and chatting and it was really nice. And, yeah, cool. And, you know, couldn't be more different. Like Sammy Bowler is a, like a shredder dude who's mm. into tapping and, and like completely different. But the loveliest dude. And we were just – and Dave Friedman, you know, why would he talk to me? But he yeah. was talking – made an effort – you know, he made an effort sure. to chat to me. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was the same every night. We were – all the dinners, everyone sat in different groups. And at the event, we were hanging out in different groups. And um, 
it was just a really good vibe and no one there were no oh, I'm better than you because I have more subscribers and you're the smallest channel so mm. screw you everyone was hanging out and Tom Quayle was sitting there and mm. um, by the way if you ever get a chance to sit close to him while he plays freaking hell <laughs> <laughs> His right-hand technique is amazing. You, oh, yeah? you don't see it that much on the videos because it's such minimal movements. Yeah. But it's all hybrid picking. Sure, right. And it's this tiny little th- stuff, like min- super minimal movements when he does all the legato stuff. Amazing. Like, yeah, wow. And especially, I did a video with him, which I don't know how it's going to go because we lost some of the video. Okay. Because my, and I mean, it was my fault that it wasn't my fault. We all got these SSD cards, mm. and Henning sort of said, oh, it's 265, um, 256, whatever it is, um, gigabytes of storage. Yeah, it yeah. should be enough for all the videos. Mine ran out on day two, yeah. and um, one, it was during the video with with um, Tom Quayle. Mm. So the last maybe 10 minutes of the video is not there. Um, actually, in the first half, we talk about his signature pedal, mm-hmm. and then in the second part... I, or second half, I sort of started talking about because just sitting, I was sitting to his left, so I was kind of looking, you know, down the guitar. Yeah. So I was sitting on the headstock side of the guitar, mm-hmm. and just at at that angle, just watching the legato. Because I mean, it's, he's a freak of nature, that guy. Yeah. The legato stuff and just his, the minimal movement on his fingers is yeah, right. insane. I never and, thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just watch. It's it's just the stuff. It's the right hand is just as amazing as the left hand. It's all the pieces of the puzzle together, isn't it, to get that and kind of playing. Exactly. And I mean, the thing is, we were all, um, it was kind of funny because we were all hanging out in um, Henning's. So the first day we got there, or the first couple of days, it was raining. Yeah. And Henning had all these tents set up in his backyard, but it was all grass there and it was wet. And sure. there was this one big tent and it was sort of joined to Henning's brother's garage. It was like a double garage and then there was a big tent, just as big as a garage, basically in front of it, full of guitars and stuff. And that was sort of the driest spot and everyone hang out there all the time. And it was just amazing just sitting there um, with guys like Tom Quayle um, and guys like Sammy Bowler and actually Mika, Mika Tiska, Mr. Fast, Tuska, Mr. Fastfinger from... Oh, yeah. Freaking amazing guitar player. I haven't seen much of his stuff. Uh, Mr. Fa- Check out Mr. Fastfinger. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember his website from ages ago. He had mm. this cartoon character guy and I'm pretty sure it was a thing where you you could make the cartoon character move by pressing, like if you press certain keyboard commands, yeah. the cartoon character would do stuff. Yeah, right. And it was amazing. It was. It was. I remember looking at it with guitar students, or maybe one of my guitar students showed me. But this is like early two thousands, and that was a a project he did at university because oh, he cool. did a design thing, and it mm-hmm. was his finishing project. Anyway. You'd be sitting there and there'd be like Mika and Tom Quayle and Sammy Bowler would be sitting there just chatting and just noodling as they were chatting, not thinking about what they're doing. They're just sort of talking and noodling. But, and there'd be, you know, like five YouTubers sitting there with their jaws, on, you know, going, Fuck. Meanwhile, everyone else is... Everyone, just amazing stuff. And you go, wow, that was amazing. And they go, oh, oh, I don't know what I was playing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and funny thing with Tom Quayle, because he tunes to all fourths. Yeah. So he tunes a B to a C and then the E to an F. Yeah. I think I, I sort of picked up on it, but he doesn't really even register it. You hand him a guitar and he'll talk and he'll just down, down, tune it to up without even thinking about it. As soon as he picks up a guitar, it's just instinctively he just tunes the C, the, the <laughs> B and the C, and then shreds away. And it's funny when you give him a guitar and he doesn't tune it, 
he kind of goes, oh, all I know is how to play cobra chords. I don't know anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one video with him where he's like, oh, I'm playing to play a G. And then he plays some of his legato stuff up to like a G string and then just goes back down. <laughs> back down to cobra chords and goes, oh, I suck on them. <laughs> and it's funny how, and it was the other funny thing is, even with guys like him, um, it was this vibe of you talk to anyone and everyone will say to you, oh, I'm the shittest guitarist here. <laughs> Even guys like Tom Quayle was, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm the worst here. Everyone else is better than me. It was just funny, that vibe. There was no one, oh, look at me. I'm so yeah, good. cool. Uh, and even guys like him and, and Mika and um, um, and RJ, I mean, he's a fantastic mm. guitar player. Too. Not a shredder per se, but just a chordal stuff. Really and tasty stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, Jay Leonard J. Mm. Um, He's such a, um, like his whole body plays. Like when he yeah. plays, he just gets into it and mm. so percussive and over the top and, and but just just uh, just amazing guitar players. Like very humbling being there. Um, I like RJ's stuff because it kind of reminds me a bit of Mark Letary. Is it Letary? Yeah, and, 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 and kind of, uh, Josh Smith, it, yeah, a bit of sure. him too. Like this sort of blues, jazz, kind of funk, country. Like the Texas rock blues thing, but they've studied jazz. Yeah, Which, and funk in it too. Yeah, yeah. Because, totally. um, I mean, RJ played with Stone Sour. Mm. He was a touring guitarist, so he did the heavy stuff. He also did like country gigs. Did and country the, gigs. Because and... so, I, I found his channel when I, he had those... Um, Tour vlogs. Yeah, you 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 showed me his channel. Yeah. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, he was doing the the soul R and B gig in Europe. Yeah. Doing the, um, and then he was touring with that sort of con- Nashville country act. That was a brother and sister act or something. Something like that. Um, yeah. And um, some big act we never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, no, he's he's amazing. And and yeah, and the the best thing about it was just hanging out with them and they're they're, they're genuinely nice people and, yeah, and cool. not in any way arrogant there's no arrogance no nothing and uh just sitting down and chatting and, and everyone talking about um w- what they're doing to to make a living out of that you know because rj oh, yeah. just went not long ago or started this year yeah went full-time youtuber and um um eric from living room gear demos mm. it was funny he um he just had a kid so oh. i think he just had a daughter like maybe five months ago, six months ago, so yeah. really little. Congratulations, man. And, and yeah, he's an awesome dude as well. It was so much fun doing videos with him as well and, and hanging out with him. And um, uh, he got back from 42 Gear Street and he did this, he did this post. There's this group, um, all the YouTubers mm-hmm. on Facebook. I think you, I invited you into yeah, it yeah. now because I noticed you weren't in it, so you're part of it now as well. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, and um, um, he was saying, okay, so... I, I did this thing now, I quit my job, and I'm just going to focus on being a full-time YouTuber. Help, please. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so nice to sit, and, you, know, you know, guys like Phil McKnight, who has a massive channel, mm. and um, what is it called, Know Your Gear, and guys like um, uh, Glenn Fricker as well, yeah. and just sit there and openly say, there was no secrets, secrets. Yeah, it yeah. was just, you know, do this, do that, this is what you got to do. You know, and people, people, um, people saying to us as well. You know, even though we're still a small channel with sort of just under ten thousand subscribers, and mm. going, oh, you need to start charging for your demos. Don't do freebie stuff because oh, yeah. you're worth it. You know, you have enough viewers, and and um, giving ideas. And and there is a lot of ideas that I'm going to start cool. implementing now. I've already sort of started some of it. Should Affiliate check. links. Yeah, I should chat after this. We'll um, chat after this, but um, well, that's this kind of thing because the whole YouTuber 
thing is kind of new, like last five years. It's new years. and sort of oversaturated. But yeah. I think there is a group of people that actually want to do this and do it in a in their own sort of way. Yeah. And I think not again, not saying anything bad about anyone else, but I think that's what Henning wanted and that's why I invited mm. the people that invited. Okay. Because they're people that are not attached to brands. Yeah. Um I mean people were asking why is why is um why isn't Pete Thorne there? And mm. his sort of thing was, well, Pete's a lovely guy and he's a good friend of his and he would have loved to have him there. But Pete's a Sir guy. Mm. And Pete and Sir wouldn't be too happy if someone drags him into a, a Laboga amp mm. demo. I mean, he'd probably do it, and but he'd still play Sir guitar, and and you know, and yeah. he, he wouldn't play Tornfox guitars or he wouldn't play Ibanez guitars because he's a Sir guy and he has a thing with them, which is fine, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> I'd love to be a Sir guy. <laughs> but that's it, yeah. But you know, that's his thing. So yeah, that's sure. why Pete didn't come along. You know, and that's why they asked a lot of other people why didn't these other people come along. Because and Henning's thing was they're too attached to brands and they're working with his brands and that's all great, but he sort of I think his thing was he wanted a group of YouTubers that um, aren't necessarily attached to brands who all kind of do their own thing mm. um, and who are really and he said one of the things was uh, one of the reasons especially with us as well why he invited us um, he said we're a relatively small channel we don't do this full time yet we do a video every second day. The content we put out is amazing. So, uh, which is, I mean, it's freaking hard work. But <laughs> hopefully, now as of now, it'll be every second day again, and hopefully the the podcast will be every second week again. Yeah. And I would really like to do. We talked about this heaps before, but we need to do a a regular live stream on YouTube mm. as well. Um, that's, that's, that's been fun when we've done that. Yeah, so we need to set <coughs> regular me. time, uh, regular time every once a month or something mm, like that. Cool. Um, but um, um, yeah, so I mean that's that's what he said. That's one of the reasons that you know we really want to do it, really pushing it, um, and that's one of the reasons he invited us, even though we're a smaller channel. Guys like Rick Hollis, mm. who I think at the time only had like five six hundred subscribers, but the stuff he did was really good, and he put a lot of content out. Yeah. Um, so he was invited, and hopefully Rick lives on the Gold Coast, not far from us. Hopefully we'll get together and do some stuff, because he was awesome too. Really sure, cool yeah. dude. Great player, Good great, great guy. Uh -huh. um, so hopefully we can collaborate on a few things. And um, I think he he um, he's quite in with the Friedman dudes as well, because um, of some of the demos he did in the past. And he sold his small box to afford to be able to fly to Germany. Oh, wow. To... So I think I think Dave is going to sort him out they appreciate you know, with that. that sort of stuff. Yeah, cool. it, but um, um, yeah, so I, I think it was great. I, I just I, I can't speak highly enough of the event and all the people and meeting all the people and mm. you know I, um, again it came out of nowhere and didn't have to happen. But Glenn Fricker, who I'm pretty sure his channel is the biggest channel that was there with like three hundred thousand subscribers or two hundred eighty thousand yeah. subscribers or something like that, um, and he just came up to me and said come and do a video with me and I said okay and I said to him you know I'm not a metal guy and he goes oh that doesn't matter just come and do a video loveliest dude yeah, like, cool. he, ha his, he has a persona on the channel yeah. that's his angry guy slightly grumpy thing but yeah. in real life he's just a calm just such a lovely dude and we did this video together on uh, because I guess he knew that I like offsets mm -hmm. 
Um, and uh, I really like one of the offsets that was there, that one of the Torn Fuchs offsets. The blue one? The blue the... one, yeah, the blue okay. one with the, um, which was actually Robert's, one of the guys out of Torn Fuchs, that was actually his guitar. All right, cool. Uh, that he uses. And he always had it in drop C tuning. <laughs> and uh, they were the funniest dudes. Actually, if you get a chance, go and check out Torn Fuchs's YouTube channel and the Instagram because they, they did these um, vlog type things hmm. and they're just the funniest, just super dry yeah. humor, but just so funny. And the way they cut the stuff together and just loveliest, loveliest guys as well. And the guitars are just insane. I don't know if we talked about this while we were recording or before, but literally there was that, that tent and... Um, um, Henning's brother's garage, that big sort of thing, was full of guitars. So there were Friedman guitars there, Ibanez guitars there, Maybach guitars there, who, by the way, were amazing guitars too. Mm. And the Friedman guitars were killer. There were Ibanez guitars there. There was everything there. Like, all the brands had stuff sitting in there. But everyone picked up the Tornfuck stuff and just went, holy crap, those are good guitars. Literally every YouTuber did that. And there was there's no money exchanged. No one got a free guitar Henning didn't get a free guitar. His golden torn fucks he paid for. Yeah. Um, there are seriously amazing guitars, and everyone said that because it was just you pick them up, and it was just wow. Yeah, cool. Um, I played my favorite probably out of all of them was this uh, green sparkle green telly that I played in the KMA Cirrus mm. uh, video. Which, by the way, that the Cirrus that's insane. I, I told Enrico to go from KMA. I have to have one. There's no yeah. way around it. You sending me one, that's it. Um, and hopefully he's going to send us a bunch of other things too. Yeah, cool. Um, awesome dude as well, KMA, um, um, Enrico. Um, interesting choice in pants he's wearing, but, um, <laughs> but you know, that's cool. Yeah, it's Henny's house. Henny's house. No, but, uh, but he was an awesome dude and the pedals are amazing. Uh, but yeah, the, that, that green telly. Yeah. I'm not a telly guy. It had a maple neck. I'm not a maple neck guy, uh, but wow. that was possibly the best guitar I've ever played in my life, yeah, ever, yeah. hands down. Um, Blanche, Henning's offset. The neck was a bit weird for my liking. It was sort of skinny, as in, if you look at it from the front, where the, you know it was skinny but fat. Yeah, well, so the width of the fretboard was... The width of the fretboard was skinny, yeah, but right. the, the width of the neck was fat so it was kind of this weird round neck which was and it went into a bit of a v i think as well which i mean each their own i guess henning mm. had it made for his likings yep but um that telly had like a massive neck like my mm. um the parts guitar the the mako guitars neck and yeah the blue one the blue one the massive neck and it was just so nice and it sounded so good yeah, cool. I don't know what the pickups are, but all the woods are really old woods, and and it was mm. light as anything. And oh, it was yeah? just lovely, 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 lovely guitars. Um, and I don't know where I was going with all this, but <laughs> yeah, the Tornfuck stuff was amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. it was great. It was a really cool experience. Mm. Yeah, and there's tons of collaboration videos coming out. So I think I, I mentioned so I'm, I'm in a video in one of Glenn Fricker's on Glenn Fricker's channel. I've already been on a video with Eric on Living Room Gear Demos. I think there's another one coming out with us together. Uh, I did one with Stefan, The Pedal Zone. 
um, which I love his playing. He's such a great player. Mm. Um, and and he tuned in that in that um, KMA video. He he found all these open tunings, and apparently it's a was it D or C or E or something Lydian yeah, wow. tuning okay. uh, that he found somewhere online. And just the stuff he was playing, and all these harmonics that he was because he's Mister. His his new name now is Mister Revo. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. what he's called. <laughs> um, but man, just beautiful, tasty playing, and 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 yeah, such lovely people. And um, so I was, in, yeah, he was in one of my videos, and then um, there's a bunch coming out with uh, Ryan from Sixty Cycle Hum. Mm. There's a bunch coming out with uh, Mike from China Guitar Skeptic. Um, uh, who else? Uh, God, my brain. Does. Oh, I did one with uh, Mika and Yuha, the two crazy Finns. Yuha from Ruokanga's Guitars. Um, he's a guitar builder. Yeah, right. He built Mika's guitar. Okay. So actually, if you get a chance, uh, I think it's called The Hunt of the Guitar Spirit or something like that. Oh, you, Which is you told me about this. Mika's, Mika had a guitar built by Yuha. All these... All these Finnish names with like three Ks and two Ys in a row and stuff like that. The Finnish names that aren't finished. They're not finished. <laughs> or they're overfinished. Yeah. Someone hit the same letter on the keyboard too many times. Uh, <laughs> Seven Ks are silent. And... Well, I think it's Tuska. It's T Y Y S K and then an umlaut A, like an A with two dots on it. Yeah, wow. Mika Tuska. Tuska. Um, and you are Ruokangas. Um, but yeah, amazing guitar builder. Yeah, so it's called the Hunt. A hunt of the or for the guitar spirit or something like that, and it's a lot. It's like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit video. It's yeah. it's real people, but then there's a, ca- a cartoon character in it. Sure. And he did it all himself, Mika. Um, cool. Amazing video, and it was about him making the his signature guitar or not sig, but his custom guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did this video because uh, Yuha developed uh, a valve bucker humbucker so it's a pickup with a valve inside wow <laughs> so you plug into this it looks yeah. like an effects pedal and you plug it into the into power and then it has an xlr basically cable to the guitar ah. because it needs to send quite a lot of electricity quite a lot of power because it really runs a tube quite hot it's not like a gimmicky thing it mm. runs a tube like properly yeah so this box sends serious current into the pickup. Right where your crutch is. Right where your crutch is, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and it, it, like, it glows on. Uh, and it basically is a whole new concept of of pickup. And it sounded interesting. Cause it, no, well, it, it <laughs> sounded so? different. Because I think it didn't sound like a guitar anymore. It sounded, oh. But it sounded like this, almost like a digital piano. Like, not like an electric piano, like a Rhodes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and... He has a switch on it to because it's this massive frequency range you get out of it. Ah, so it's almost like you have a like a mic pre in your pickup, like a valve mic yeah. pre is in your pickup, and then you plug that into. And the thing is, if you plug it into a guitar amp, it's almost a bit too much for it because a guitar amp can't handle a lot of the lower frequencies. Mm. So he has this switch on it where it's frequency. Um, like it has capped certain yeah, like that... high pass filters sure yeah where it cuts off certain low frequencies and maybe certain high frequencies hmm. to give it a more even sound so it works into guitar amps but what we did and it actually sounded really really cool we didn't have a lot of time because this was on day one when everyone was running overtime 
massively over time to the point where some videos couldn't be made because it was like hours late. Um, we did this thing where we ran his guitar directly into a cab M because I mean, technically it had a preamp in it, valve preamp in it. Mm. And a two notes cab M has a digital power amp section and speaker simulation in it. So I said, isn't it, wouldn't it be funny to try having a, a, a guitar with an analog preamp pickup yeah. <laughs> going into digital amp, power amp. So it's like the opposite of what you sure. would normally do. Yeah. Um, and it sounded really cool because you can really then, you can, I mean, you can hit it with full range. Yeah. Because um, the, the cab M is a full range thing. Yeah. And then you can use the power amp section. You can actually drive the power amp. So it's almost like you have an amp in your guitar. And it sounded really, really cool. So yeah, wow. a, that video's coming out sooner or later. I've got to edit it all. That sounds crazy. Um, but it was really cool. And it's a whole new concept um, yeah. that he's sort of trying to plug. And the guitar was beautiful. And it sounded really cool. And um, just having Mika play most of the time and then he handed me the guitar, I felt a bit... Mm, <laughs> I don't really want to play it. Because he reminds me a lot of Steve Vai. Like his playing style. Yeah, right. Okay. Very Steve Vai. But he does this cool thing where he plays his harmonics mm. and then he plays a note and kind of bends it with the harmonics and it makes this chord and it sounded really cool. Yeah, well, Amazing guitar player. Absolutely amazing guitar player. Um, and again, also nice. loveliest people, both of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something coming out. Um, what else did I do? I can't even remember. Did that video <laughs> with Tom Quayle. Uh I did a video, which is coming out soon, on my own in the basement, in Henning's basement, mm -hmm. which was scary to sit in his basement by myself. But um, <laughs> So basically, so, okay, this is backtracking again. So basically he had the his main studio, yep. and then just upstairs from his main studio, his living room, uh, were two studios, right? But both of those, and you could do videos in both, but they were both controlled through one switching system, which is his main stupidly insane over-the-top crazy switching system um so you you could only do it was sort of alternating so you couldn't do videos in both at the same time you could only do a video in one yep and the other thing was it's not soundproofed internally the house is soundproofed to the outside and from the outside mm -hmm. but internally it's not soundproofed so while one studio was filming you couldn't make you couldn't try out amps and stuff in the other yeah. studio so you had to set up the cameras wait for the first room to finish, then you could set up your sounds and get your tones and then do your video and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And then he had in... So his house is basically two houses. So it's him. It's like an L-shaped house. There's him on one side and then he has a neighbor on the other side. Poor lady, whoever she is. I feel sorry for her. But uh, she has a separate part. So her house is almost like two houses. And she has a separate part downstairs, which used to be the village post office. Yeah, right. And she, I think, used to rent that out to people. like So there was someone else living in there. Mm -hmm. But there was no one in there at the moment. So he rented it from her for a week. Gotcha. To make this post office as a separate studio, which was soundproofed separately. So you could have videos going in there. Because his house is soundproofed. Mm -hmm. So you could be in there and make noise while people were filming there. So you had gotcha. the two main studios and then you had the post office. Mm -hmm. And that had all cameras set up and a switching system set up. Yeah. Right? The post office had a slightly smaller. It was just a laptop. Yep. And you'd switch cameras by pressing one, two, three, four. 
cool. on the keyboard. Yeah. Um, and it would all record to a Zoom, one of the big Zoom field recorders. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or sometimes it wouldn't, but I mean, that's a different story. <laughs> and then he had the basement, which was actually in his brother's house, the basement. Uh, where again, you couldn't be too loud because there were people up. His brother was upstairs. Um, mm. But it was this little room and it was full of amps and full of guitars. And you could go in there just to try out stuff. Or you could set up your own camera gear. It had a Zoom H6, yep. which is the same thing we're just recording this podcast on, with a shotgun mic. Um, and you could just go in there, stick your SD card in there and record that. And it also was set up, there was a, a Lewitt NTP440 mic on a cabinet set up. So all you had to go is mm. plug your SD card in and it would record your vocals and the guitar in a separate track. Yep. Plug whatever amp you want in and off you go. Um, and a lot of people went in there just to try out things. Uh, I did. I went in there and I did a video with an angle amp. Cool. Um, the guys took me in there and they placed a mic. And it was funny. Even the main angle engineer said, because oh, it was a combo. It was a Screamer Two combo, yeah. which was a great amp actually. But he said they put the angle logo in the wrong space because they put it exactly where you would put the mic, and it's kind of so you have a little shield in front of the mic. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, lovely people. But um, so I did a video in there with that, and it, uh, uh, I think that's the only video. Did I do another video in there? And I played a bunch of Maybach guitars, which were beautiful, and Ibanez's and stuff. And I think that's sort of all. I can't remember. And then I think I was in a couple of videos with Ryan from Sixty Cycle Harm, mm-hmm. and he actually did the smart thing. At first, I kind of went, "Why is he doing this?" He brought his whole own gear, so he has this mobile rig where he has. A tripod, yeah, and he has a, a, a Zoom H6 attached to it, and he has a Line 6 HX Stomp attached attached to it, and a camera and a power brick, like a big power brick, yeah. Um, and he has a headset mic with you know like headphones with a headset, yeah. And um, that's plugged into the H6, and the HX Stomp is plugged to the H6, um, and. He just walks around, sets it up wherever he wants to be, plugs in. It's his preset sounds on the H6. He know on the HX Stomp. He knows what the amps sound like. He knows what everything does. Grabs guitars to sit stand those videos with guitars. He did tons. Yeah, right. Because the pro- one of the is problems that what he is did with some an amp. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how so he did that. He brought he brings his own rig along, and then people whinge that it's an HX Stomp. But I mean, it's the best way to do it because you can actually you actually have time to do these things, yeah. and it's super quiet. Because you can go anywhere, and yeah. all you hear is him talking in plinky, plinky, plinky yeah. acoustic electric guitar thing. Because the thing is, and again, I'm not sure if I talked about this already on this podcast, and I do talk a lot, and Alex barely said a word, but <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or we talked about it before the podcast. We started the podcast, but so many people writing comments and stuff. Oh, cool! It'd be so cool to sit there and try out all these amps. But the thing is, you can't, because most of the times, so most days when we were there. From 9 till 6 p.m., the rooms are f- full with people filming videos. So you can't go, you can't say, oh, I want to try out the Friedman BE Deluxe, the new Friedman BE Deluxe, because people are using it because they're doing videos with it. Yeah. And you can't go in there mid video and take it. And, they're doing videos. and you can't take it out of the rooms a lot of times because it's meant to be there and mm. it's meant to be used because it's a new product. Uh, so it really was just. And a lot of times you were looking for guitars and you go, oh, I want to do a video with this guitar. Oh, someone else is using it in this video. Sure. And you have a room booked, so you go, oh, crap, now I've got to find a different guitar. 
Um, you know, it was it, it wasn't as easy as you think. Mm. And I think Ryan did a really good thing about bringing his own stuff, so he could just whenever a guitar was available, he'd just grab it and do a video with it. Yeah, cool. Um, I guess he had less amp videos, but he could still do effects because mm. he could run them into the HX DOM. So he, he, I think he did a. He was really smart in doing what he was doing. Yeah, cool. Might be good for something like um, other shows like Nam and. Yeah. Where, um, well, I think it's a bit noisy. Yeah, that, and I think that's what he was saying as well. He has a headset mic, yeah, which is really sensitive to just what's nearby. It doesn't really pick up stuff too much stuff from around. And it's so noisy, you can't hear anything. And miking up a cab and stuff, it's pointless there almost. So it's just a check stomp. I think it, it was great. He did a really mm. good job with that. And, and cool. his videos are usually really good. So, um, um, yeah. So that was that. And, and um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what else to talk about. I don't know. How, how, how are we going for time? I don't know. 45 minutes. Yeah, so there's um, we've already got some stuff to play with that came back from the. Germ- oh yeah, yeah, Germanian. yeah. So I brought some presents. So we have got a new microphone, which we're going to try out on Guitar Cab, which is the Lewitt MTP440. TP. I'm going to say that MPT, but it's going to be. After a while, it's it's it took yeah. me a while to get it, but yeah, because we had to, you kind of had to mention all the sponsors in all the videos, or mm. you, you were meant to. Yep. So we always made sure to say. Lewitt MTP440. MTP440. Um, yeah, I've tried a few Lewitt mics. Um, a friend used to do um, reviews for an audio technology magazine called Audio Technology Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah, catchy. It's, huh? it's all in the name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much know what you're getting. In the, it says it on the tin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he got them when they first came to Australia, um, like a whole pack. I think Electric Factory does them. Okay. We actually, uh, I'm, I have a task by the guys from Lewitt, who, again, were the loveliest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, cool. Uh, to talk to the guys from Electric Factory, because they don't seem to be plugging him a lot. Uh, so we might yeah. do something with Electric Factory. Because they were Lewitt. through another distributor. I think it was um, And they dropped them. They dropped Lewitt. Oh, really? Yeah. I think for the price, they're really good. They're yeah. cheap, cheap, relatively cheap microphones. And... Um, to me, they sound really, really good. Mm. And so, actually, and this is me talking again now for a little bit, but uh, they're an Austrian brand. Mm. And I stayed after Gear Street for yeah. two weeks. I stayed in Austria at my mum and dad's place. And um, uh, Valerie mm. and Gabriel, the two, the two uh, Lewitt people, were kind enough to invite me to their headquarters or their office in Vienna. Mm. Cool. And we went there and um, uh, it's... it's it, it's the, they were just building the studio. I think they just finished the studio, but they were still building the studio, the internal studio, which looked really cool. But the coolest thing is it's this old building, fairly cent- central, you know, not super center of Vienna, but sort of yeah. in Vienna. Um, and you go to the, the roof terrace and you've got a 360 view of all of Vienna. It was really nice. Yeah, nice. There's some photos, I think, up on our Instagram if you want to check the description. I below. think um, Warren Hewitt did... He, yeah, Warren was there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, it looks cool. Spot. But hello, Valerie and Ga- uh, Gabriel, the loveliest people as well. Yeah, Valerie was amazing. She mm. was, and I felt for her right at the start because Valerie was pretty much the only female there. Yeah, right. Except for Henning's mum, who came running in and out. Sure. And there was, uh, I think her name was Annika, another girl who was organising all the food. Mm-hmm. She was an, one of the helpers, volunteers, and 
she because the thing is, so what what would happen is we would arrive in the morning at like nine or so at Henning's place, and then we'd order lunch off her. Yeah. So you had we had a um like a like a thing around her neck with a number, and it had a, a QR code so you could scan it and get people's sure details and stuff. Um um. And you would give her your number and you had the menu and you order for lunch and then they deliver lunch. Cool. And then you'd also order dinner. So we would go out to dinner to restaurants, mm-hmm. but to make it so it wouldn't take so long because it was like 57 people all up. Yeah, wow. Well, they would go out to dinner. Man. So you order your dinner and then you'd rock up and then dinner would show up fairly quickly. So she was, so it was, it was Annika, it was um, Henning's mom and it was um, Valerie. Annika and Henning's mum were sort of in and out of the place and coming and going because mm. um, Henning's mum drove into town to bring pastries back for morning tea and stuff as well, which awesome. was fantastic and was lovely. Yeah. Um, but so Valerie is pretty much the only female walking around. Sure. So I kind of felt for her. But she was lovely and she was really nice and, okay. and awesome people. Sorry, back to Lewitt. Back to the microphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I demonstrated some of the um, condenser mics when okay. our friend Guy had them for, for review when they first came to Australia and um, yeah they're great I used them live a few times on there was some gig I did with um, I remember there was a whole lot of percussion we just put them up over, uh, as overheads okay <coughs> like, like African drums and congas and stuff but, yeah like easy you just turn them on and they sound good yeah. well I mean the thing with that and, and, and all the guys and, and again I'm not I don't think they just said that because the Lewitt guys were there because like Glenn Fricker and stuff was saying he prefers that over a fifty-seven, mm-hmm. because it has the same, um, the same uh, uh, similar sort of sound as a fifty-seven, and that nice top end and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it has better bottom end, better lower register. Because I mean, a lot of times what people say with a fifty-seven is you use that for the top end, and then you use something like a ribbon mic to yeah. get a lot of the more of the body in there. But you don't necessarily need it that much with that. So it's got similar characteristics to a fifty-seven but more bottom end and cool. broader frequency ranges. So yep. we'll do it we'll do a shootout and I think we're going to use that mm. from now on for our videos. Yep. Um check it out. What else uh, arrived Alex? Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll do I haven't even opened it yet because I said I'll do an unboxing when we do the actual video of it. Oh, can we can not open it? Um yeah, open it when we do a video. The angle cab loader. Mhm. Um, which is basically, um, I think it's a similar sort of concept as the the two notes cab M. Okay. So it's a it's a IR loader where they put their own IRs of angle cabinets. Is it a load box too? No. Oh. But I think you Good can. Thing I check that. <laughs> but I think you can run it same as a cab M. You can run it in between your head, the head uh, and the speaker. Yeah, sure. So you, you can run a speaker through it, mm-hmm. um, and then so. And I think the way we're possibly going to use it is we do both. So we use the mix, which is, I think Henning does that as well, but he uses a cab M Mm. where you blend together the sound of the microphone and that. Because there you can select 4x12s and whatnot. So they did a whole bunch of IRs of their cabinets in their studio. But then you can load your own IRs on it as well if you want. Okay, cool. Uh, And it has power amp emulation on it as well, which you can have on or not on. So I think... One of the things is you can use it um, with preamp pedals or you can kind of use it on a pedal board after pedals 
going direct as well. Yeah, sure. Cool. I think that's sort of one of the ideas with this. Hmm. Um, mm, that'd be fun. Yeah. Mm, um, so that's yeah the the the, the ca- Engel cab loader. Big thank you again to the guys. They're such lovely people, Jürgen and, and Martin. What else uh, arrived, Alex? Uh, that. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, oh, the big box. I mean, this has nothing to do with Forty Two Guest Street. Okay. Hang on, I gotta. Can I um, move it? I, I gotta I'll move that. This is gonna be noisy now, probably. But let's move this. Let's hope this one fall. So is this the new one? Or this is it? the new one, and that's 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 yours now. Oh wow! But keep the box because you never know if I'd have to send it back. So keep things like boxes. <laughs> that was the unboxing. That was the box. Ah, uh, this is the mod duo. There's a t-shirt in there. And there's there. a t-shirt for you as well and a sticker. Um, so it's the new the version of the... I think it's exactly the same as the other one. The t-shirt. The t-shirt. <laughs> no, I think the module... I don't know if it... I, I emailed um, um, Adriano. Hello, Adriano, by the way. Hello. Um, and I haven't gotten back to... Yeah, they haven't gone back to me yet, but I think they went to Guitar Summit as well. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> I think it's the same. It may have more processing power. I don't know. This is new. It has a logo up the top, which I don't think it did before. And actually, which is better, the power supply has uh, one of the big jug cords, not oh, yeah. the little figure eight one. True. It, it's which I think is a better power supply. It is better. Um, More. Oh, it smells new. Yeah, cool. So that's now to have here, and I thought um, I have all my stuff already on mine so you may as well get the new one which is empty which is blank sure um and the new one they want the new one for videos anyway mm-hmm. and it's here as well so excellent um yeah keen to check that out yeah so we have two more duos now and lots of lots of more videos with that coming up what's, soon as well what's two lots of stereo is that quad oh yeah <laughs> double stereo double stereo fancy well we could do entire gigs with just those two we could have the you could play Gigs with full bands, yeah, and everyone runs through that. <laughs> you could do. You could do a gig with the best load in ever. Best load in ever. You could do, well, you still have to bring the PA, but um, do I? <laughs> well, if you, sometimes you could do gigs with Greg, yeah, and Pete, and Pete, and you and Greg and Pete all play through it's them. A drum machine, so and get rid of Aaron. Eric, excel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Well, uh, You've been replaced. We'll save money on a drummer <laughs> and not have to uh, have a big bar bill. And I think they um, just got a, a really cool groove box that they, a new plugin. Oh, like a Roland groove. Well, a groove, but like so you can have drum and ba- even bass. Don't need Pete. So you, like a, like a sort of a full groove box sequencer kind of thing. Yeah, was it Roland groove? Is that yeah? Roland had yeah, the groove yeah. box, and they just reintroduced the uh, MC seven hundred seven and one hundred one. I think. They just brought new ones out. I want to check out the re-releases of... They did an 808, which is like an 08 and a 909, and there's one other one. Like a the boutique, boutique ones? Boutique ones. Yeah. That'd be fun. Be, well, I think the, the one to check out, though, is, uh, even though it's bad, but um, the Behringer ones. Oh, yeah. Because Behringer did a re-release of an 808. Mm. Um, um, a few of them. But... But no, but the actual the the actual eight oh eight. Yeah. Analog. Not yeah, yeah. not with extra stuff in it. It's not ba- digital recreated like the boutique mm. stuff. But it's a full analog eight oh eight. Apparently Uli is a um massive synth nerd. Yeah. 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 So hey it's crazy not? Germans. Yeah. 
Speaking of crazy Germans. Oh, sorry, you were going to say? <laughs> Speaking of sense. Oh, sense, yeah. I've got a uh, Euro rack. Yes, I saw that behind me. Well, you've got the rack. I do have the Euro rack. Uh, and you have... Uh, I have nothing in it yet. No, I've you got have the Strymon AA1. I've got the Strymon guitar interface. Cause unless you don't know... It's my... the Alcoholics Anonymous one. Yep, it's number one. <laughs> I'm number one. Yay! Yeah. Um, modular synth is super hot compared to uh, guitar signal. Is that new? No. Is that new? No. Is that new? No. You sure that's on you? Yeah. You sure that's on you? I swear there was only one thing in here. No use. It's in Okay. Sorry, yeah, keep yeah, going. This right. is something completely different. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so modular, it's um, super hot compared to guitar signal. I think even compared to line signal, it's pretty hot. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure, let's say, yeah. <laughs> so um, Strymon have made a guitar interface module which I've got and that's all I've got so far so any modules from now on I'm ready to use <laughs> wow so um, he's racked I know but there's some really cool stuff like uh, Retro Mechanical Labs make modules oh do they and mm. a module and a good friend um, the Twin Whales I think oh Mammoth a- Machine I think there's a couple of them yeah. from Mammoth Machines are uh, Eurorack modules. Doesn't he make kits as well? I think so. Maybe we should get him to send us a kit and we make a video of putting the kit together. And then I want to make a video of you putting the kit together. <laughs> and then uh, make a video of us sending it back to, get, it work. <laughs> to, get, to get the replacement because I wrecked it. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that could be fun. Like, really keen to try guitar through Eurorack. And of course, you know, like Zvex make them, which are crazy and fun. Um, I'm sure that's Strymon do their big tape delay module. Um, what are that? The Magneto is it? Magneto. I'm gonna say Magneto. Yeah, I think it's Magneto. Um, is it T-Rex make the actual? You know their tape delay pedal. Yeah. They do a Eurac. The re- replicator. Shop. Sure. Is it? Yes. Is that what it's called? So there's a whole bunch of stuff that's actually guitar-related-ish in the Eurac world. That um, of course you can control with CV, and also I want to get a USB to MIDI or MIDI to CV module, so I can send time clock time clock code. That'll do. Clock. clock. Just call it clock. Clock man. tempo. Clock it, man. To um, so I can sync up with recording sessions and stuff too. But yeah, so I'm gonna check out some modular. Wow. You're, you're like you're but, like totally 2016. <laughs> but in the meantime, we can hook up your Moog, maybe your Mug Mother 32 because I've got does oh, that yeah. audio in. Yeah, that's got audio. Because I've got the guitar interface oh, now. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. That's mm. yeah. got external audio in. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Done. Mm. And I've got a free T-shirt. And a free T-shirt. <laughs> um, Did you get it? Sh- I got, I got a free t-shirt too, yeah. They asked, uh, we got two, two of the same. Okay. Um, um, oh, you know what I forgot? I just remembered. I forgot. I did a video with Thomas Bluke. Oh, yeah, cool. And the uh, Amp 1. Okay, so the the old Amp 1, the normal kind of the silvery kind of aluminium looking one, is now called Amp 1 Mercury Edition. And he has a new one, which is a matte black, which looks really super sexy which is the Iridium edition. Now, he explained it to me. Mercury is a soft metal. Iridium is a hard metal. 
So the Mercury edition is the low gain, low gain softer mm. for you know maybe eighties metal or rock players, and the Iridium is the high gain, like for full on metal sure. dudes. So we did a video with both, and that, it sounded really really cool. That's and hopefully full nerdy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's he's. I mean, the stuff that guy knows and yeah. talks about is insane. Yeah. Um, so we was, you know, like you'd be sitting there and, and in the video, um, this is going back to the videos again, but I mean, anyway, hmm. you'd be sitting there and, and, um, we're doing a demo on his, on his amp one and behind me is a Hughes and Kettner triamp, like the big hmm. flagship four channels or eight channels, I think, cause I think each channel has two channels or something like that. Some stupid thing, you know, ridiculous, I think 120 Watts monster, sure. every sound you can imagine that you can make with an amp comes out of it. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I developed that. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he worked for Hughes and Kettner for 25 years or something. Yeah, like I knew that much, yeah. And, you know, and he, he was talking about he uh, has his sort of... Uh, he plays a 61 Strat. That's his main guitar. Cool. And he makes these sort of replicas of it with... Um, Cheese. No, no, no. Uh, uh, is it Trevor Wilkinson? Cheese. Cheese. No, like some some... <laughs> Guitar, well-known guitar guy okay. makes sort of copies of it that you can buy right? right? called Blue Guitar because everything is blue with him yeah. uh, and he did this thing where he has these like a dummy load in his pickups so to get rid of the hum but you can turn, put, bring it in and out and it kind of makes it sound like a humbucker and that's but that's something that's been around for a while and he goes but he sort of developed that mm. he was one of the first people to do that and um, uh, you know everything everything uh, you talk about it, he goes, oh yeah, yeah, we did this. And he, he know he, it's, um, the knowledge that guy has, yeah, and he knows about all the components and everything. And um, and one of the things we talked about was uh, he has this, and he's very adamant about it. He has this special power transformer thing in all his blue amp because I mean the blue, the amp one, the blue blue guitar amp one. I think that's the actual title of it. It's like iPad size, mm-hmm. weighs nothing. Yep. But it's a full amp, mm. uh, and um, the power supplies. Because we we started talking about that, that power is very different depending on where you go. And even if you say, okay, we've got two twenty volts, he goes, it's not two twenty volts. And he said, especially Australia, he loves Australia and he's been here a lot. And he said, in Australia, he's had power fluctuations up to two eighty. Yeah, right. Down to two hundred in Australia. It's a big gap. Uh, big gap, and he said it just either blows your tubes quicker or wrecks stuff or it sounds different. Mm. And I, I did mention to him as well because we I, I did, um, and I think I mentioned this before on a podcast, but I used to work for the carbon, Australian carbon importers. Mm. And we, for two tours, we supplied Steve Vai with his amps and we got to meet him and stuff and hang out with him. Yeah. One was a Zappa Play Zappa tour and the other one was a, one of his own tours. And he said he always likes, really likes the sound of his amps in Australia. Uh, and he seems, seems to sound better than anywhere else. And Thomas Blue said, yeah, probably because the power is so much more power, it wrecks the amps way quicker. But for a tour, you don't notice it. And he has like, mm. I think he used to always get four heads because he would use two live and have two backups. Sure. Um, so, I mean, he doesn't care. Yeah. <clears throat> but it sounded really good. And so what Thomas Blue does, he has this special power converter thing that it doesn't matter how much power goes in, it always converts to the exact power that he mm. needs to power his thing. Joe Bonamassa has a rack that does that. It's like this regulator. 
Um, yeah. I think it's like a UPS type regulator. But I mean, it's a rack. He has it in a thing the size of an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> and so you plug just a jug cord yep. in any way in the world and it works. Um, cool. And he said, the other thing he said, and I find it funny, he said he hates this thing when people say, um, you know, this is a 100 watt amp. And he goes, yeah, it's a 100 watt amp if you plug a 4 ohm cabinet into it. True. If you plug an 8 ohm cabinet, ohm cabinet in it, it's a 50 watt amp. If you plug a 16 ohm cabinet in it, you know, it's it's a 25 watt amp. Mm. Um, and he goes, so he has, it's hundred, it's a 100 watt amp, full 100 watt amp in this little iPad size thing. <laughs> but he said it's actually 150 watts. So if you plug different ohmage cabinets in, it always sends out 100 watts. Yeah, that's clever. So he wants it, it doesn't matter if you, because I think you can have 8 and 16 ohm. I don't think you can do 4 ohm on his thing. Okay. Maybe you can, I don't remember. But he said whether you plug in an 8 ohm cabinet or a 16 ohm cabinet, it's the same power voltage. Sure. Yeah, cool. That's so he's a smart man, very smart man. He is, yeah. Um, sorry, just to go back, because I... I, I I haven't slept well, and I keep forgetting all these people that I met, and I feel bad about not mentioning them. But yeah, the uh, jet lag still kicking jet lag on. is still kicking in. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's that, and and uh, what else is? There? Oh, so you got some new stuff too. Let's talk about you for a, for a change. Oh sure, I got the. Uh, it's a bit more boring. But. <laughs> I got some new new shoes. No, I got oh, wow. um, I got the plumes from Earthquake Devices. Oh, plumes. Which is that's fairly new, isn't it? That only just yeah. came out, didn't it? Apparently, they've fa- word on the grapevine is they've found some new way to build pedals that's cheaper, so it's actually quite okay. a bit cheaper than the rest of the range. Um, but I got it second hand locally. Oh, really? Well, someone was already selling it, yeah. Have a guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but it's yeah, been plugged in twice in a lounge room, so it's pretty much new. Uh, it's got three clipping modes, so it's, it's, it's not cheap screamer at all, but it's kind of... Along those lines? Yeah, it's like that, but but it's really bright. Like, okay. You can see where the tone is, it's almost off. Okay. And it's still bright and okay. jangly. So. Um, that's probably the only downside to it. I've, I really like the gain on it. It's kind of like de- definitely low-medium crunch world. Well, I think there may be a video of it coming out soon. <gasps> Could possibly, that could possibly be. <laughs> if, only, if, if only we know anyone who would who but, does video. Yes. And um, also got this. Off the same guy. Yeah. Oh, oh, you've been talking about that for a while, haven't you? That you wanted to get that. Yeah. I was just waiting for him to be up for the trade. Just realised there's all the stickers in the bottom. Oh, sweet. It's like the suspense is killing us. What is it? Four stickers. Wowzers. They're really cool ones too. It's a sticker pedal. Oh, yeah. The last one. Um, yes, the rear lamp lighter. The compressor. Ah. Does it compress well? Yeah, it's good. It's In good. a compressy sort of way? It's very squishy. Okay. Um, can you do that? Does it have the, the parallel thing, the dry signal? It does, signal? yeah. So it's got a mix knob so you can take it back and get it back to um, less squishy. Okay. But it's cool though. I dig. But there's, like this one has some paint chips off it. And he said, because um, like my other ones have that kind of laser cut top on the rear pedals. But this one's just um, painted. Painted, yeah. But the paint's really thin. <coughs> so it does chip. Relict. 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 Mm-hmm. It's French. 
Derelict. Derelict, that's That's cool. Well, there'll be yeah. videos of that coming soon. Oh, speaking of that, I got, um, what are they called? I got a license for a plug-in compressor. Oh, the parallel. Uh, uh, Baby Audio. That's uh, a cool, so cool name. Baby Audio. Uh, your internet is really crappy in here. Yeah. But what is it called? Basement um, man. That's what the compressor sounds like. The New York-based audio plugin developer. They stumbled upon us on on a uh, on YouTube, and they really like our channel. We'll be interested in trying it. It's called I Heart New York, which I I really I I love New York. I've been there twice, and I really really enjoy New York. So I'm a, I'm a massive fan of New York. So cool. Uh, Baby Audio, and the website is babyord.io. <laughs> so you split, split the IO from audio and you put that after the dot. So babyord.io. Okay. Um and yeah, so we'll we'll check that out. I've got I've got a license for it. Oh cool. And um okay. he, he's already sent a license through. That's so lovely. we can check it out and um, What's his name, sorry? Casper, I think is his name. Casper from where is he? Casper, yeah. Casper from Baby Audio. So big thank you, Casper, for sending that yeah. out. Thanks, man. Keen to check and it out. Uh, we'll check it out. We'll try it out and then do a I've got some, uh, quick mi- video on it. mixing to do this week. Try it on vocals. Maybe if you try it on vocals and you like the way it sounds, maybe do a quick video of it and mm-hmm. say that you tried it on vocals and you like the way it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, this one way, somehow to word that properly. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> um, nice. Yeah, so that's coming up soon. Oh, and, I mean, stuff coming up. Mm. So I spoke to Ed... Uh, our friend at Roland Boss uh, this morning. Oh yeah. So we, uh, and I think later this week or next week, we're getting all four of the 200 series Boss pedals. So they only just released because they were announced a while ago. They announced a while ago, and uh, I think they announced all four mm. a while ago, and then they only released two. They released the delay and the drive, maybe. No, no, no. The delay and the EQ oh. first. And then I think the drive and the modulation modulation one that only just recently came out. Okay, maybe that was it. Yeah. Um, so they, they were announced, but only just released. But I think we're getting from what he said is we're getting all four oh, cool. next week. Very keen. So to check it out. Uh, yeah, super keen to check it out. And I also have I want to do we'll do a full video on the drive. Yeah. But um, I mean the two hundred series is sort of replacing the twenty series, which is like the. Um, uh, yeah, the two pedal ones, which was like the Giga Delay, the DD20, and it, oh, sure. it, the SL20, and it also has the OD20, mm. and I do have the OD20, so do I want to do a, an AB with the old OD20, and uh, is it OD200? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know. Possibly, the 200 series drive. Mm. Um, and I believe next week as well, we will be getting a whole bunch of guitars, which... I'm not 100% sure if we get... Well, we're definitely getting some Sterlings. Sterling yeah, guitar. Okay. Sterling by Music Man. Whether we're getting Music Mans as well, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. We're definitely getting Sterlings, and hopefully we're getting some Music Man as well. And I'm going to... Actually, I'm going to message him back. I would really like it to get a... Um, I really, really want... St. Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. <laughs> and the Albert Lee. Yeah. Because they're my two favorites. And they do Sterling versions of them now. I would yeah, really, and actually, I mean, they're probably going to want to give us ones like the Majesty and all that, like the John Petrucci and all the ones, the shreddy ones that everyone wants to buy. But the three I would really like to check out are the 
Albert Lee, the St. Vincent, and uh, uh, James Valentine. Ah. Well, I'd like to check out as the um, Albert Lee with the two humbuckers. That's the one, yeah. yeah, not, yeah. The, not the stratty one. The two. The, actually, have you seen the new... Uh, kind of look like looks an Albert Lee, but different new music man that they released at, I think at one of the at the might trade show now in Germany. Might have I don't know. Um, is it on the Insta face or something? It's on Instagram. I'm pretty sure. Insta Google. It's a really cool look. It's one of those, um, and I love that look. And actually, if you watched the video I just did with Ryan from Sixty Cycle Hum this morning, um, mm. uh, uh, we're playing his Tornfox guitars. And both of us, we love that, um, what people in the 60s thought the future would be like, look, yeah, yeah, which totally. one of the two guitars we played, the, the sort of a greeny uh, bulldog, uh, like an offset Tone Fox. Um, it, uh, it just looks like the Jetsons, and I totally. absolutely love that. A bit mod conny kind of. Uh, where is that guitar? Futuristic um, from the future. I saw some pictures, some people posted pictures of it, and I just thought it looked absolutely freaking amazing. Mm. Um, what was it called? Um, Summit. Music. Guitar Summit? Could be. Guitar Summit. Did they show pictures of that? I wonder if it's a prototype or if it's actually something that's been released. But it looks kind of like the... Um, it looks kind of like the Albert Lee, but a bit different. Like this right. kind of really cool, super futuristic. There's uh, a picture of it. It's not on the Music Man side, so I'm, I, I assume it's like a prototype. Um, I can't find it at the moment. I'll see if I can find a picture and post it. Um, yeah. Because it looks really, really cool, but yeah, that's I, I'd be super keen to try those out. Because um, like, a lot of people rave about the Sterlings, that they're really, really good. Yeah, cool. Okay, I've never played one, um, so that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, ooh, and and oh, the Stingray guitars. Stingray, oh, they'd be interesting too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, they'll all be interesting, but um, yeah. The other one that I just saw it before, but now what was it called? It's uh, something V. Oh, that's badass. The Saint, yeah, that Saint Vincent is the Saint best Vincent, looking. Saint Vincent with the matte black hardware. Uh, also, black, black I was chatting to uh, an Australian guitar builder called Vander Guitars. Oh yeah, based in Melbourne, and I think we're gonna get a guitar sent for some stuff by him as well, uh, which look very interesting actually as well. These guitars. What are you doing, dog? Um, There's a dog in here. <coughs> Hear that? Oh, check out this dog toy. Lovely. <laughs> anyway, the squeaker comes out of its butthole, let's just say. Hang on, did he have a picture with it? Oh, here. There you go. This thing. Ooh, that is very sick. It's a very, very weird-looking guitar. It's fantastic. I think it's it almost a bit, like, Dan Electro-y. Yeah, yeah. It was a colour. It's sort of a... The shape, the, it's all, like, um, triangle-y kind of thing. Frangly, that's a word. What are you doing, dog? Ah, got to play and check out. The, this is, uh, uh, I never met the guy, but he's friends with a lot of the guys that I was with at, at 42 Gear Street, Mike Bradley, mm -hmm. who's got a YouTube channel as well. Uh, I got to play and check out the new Ernie Ball Music Man 
all projects signature ORL projects ah Omar Rodriguez Lopez the the guy from um, uh, 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 at the drive-in and uh, Mars Volta yeah right so that's his signature guitar possibly ah that's cool that is cool so that's exactly. It's, it's a great color too. It's a really cool. If you it's put a, your special glasses on, you can see the color. And it's two humbuckers, and I like the your mum's um, your mum's uh, <laughs> like dinner table. Your um, mum's. You know, like what you would if you go to your mum's place. Would you call that a doily? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Is, it, uh, is that an Australian thing, or is it like an international term? I don't know. Doily. I'm not from I'm not from Australia, so I wouldn't know these things. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a cool looking guitar. It sort of looks a little bit like a like a. If you take an Albert Lee and you kind of squish it a bit, but then you extend the back a bit, almost like Firebirdish. Hmm. Yeah. True. It's sort of somewhere between an Albert Lee, Saint Vincent, and a Firebird. It's a good combo, isn't it? Somewhere in there, <laughs> in, in, in Dan Electro colors. <laughs> in the yeah, sixties blue. The only thing I would change. Is the block inlays? Oh, that's a bit more seventies and sixties, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go to block inlays, but everything else is really cool. So that's a cool looking guitar. So yes, yeah, so there's some um, possibly so if, Sterling, possibly Ernie Ball. I'm not a hundred. I mean, Music Man. Not a hundred percent sure which ones, but there's some mm. guitars coming next week. That'd be fun. Uh, there's hopefully a whole bunch of stuff coming from the lovely brands that I hung out with at uh, Forty Two Gear Street. So I was talking to Dennis from Boutique Amp Distribution, mm, cool. and uh, we we're talking about Synergy Amps, Dog Toys, and uh, no Synergy Amps, and uh, <laughs> a lot of the pedals. So hopefully, I mean Boutique Amp uh, Distribution does Wampler, does Friedman. They do Matthews effects. Matthews effects do, now okay. as well. Uh, they do Morgan amps and Morgan pedals. Yep. Um, so hopefully there'll be a bunch of that stuff coming. Mm. And some synergy amp stuff, which I'm really looking forward synergy, to. Synergy, yeah, it's kind. Of, the idea's great. I don't think it's quite visually sexy enough for it to no, really, really no. take and off. No, no, having these little modules and it's kind of a bit more utilitarian than. Um, I tell you, visually sexy angle amps. Yeah. They're especially the big, massive suckers. Oh yeah. They're they're quite impressive to look at. And I mean the Freeman stuff. And, yeah, Freeman's a bit classic, but. And I guess Hughes and Ketner because it lights up. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, and I was talking also, it was, it was kind of sad in some ways because I was talking to Richard from um, Hughes and Kettner, mm. awesome dude as well. We didn't get to do anything together, which was kind of annoying, yeah. Um, because they just released they had their the new floor amp version of the Black Spirit, and they don't have an Australian distributor anymore. And I talked to him about it. Oh, really? Um, well, them and HK Audio don't have a there's no, oh, yeah, of course, they don't have an Australian distributor anymore. Cousins, That's what's well, HK Audio, it's Hughes and Kettner, Audio. Yeah, yeah. um. Um, I mean, cut like cousin companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, yeah, so he was going to give me one of the Black Spirit amps, and he said, it only weighs about four kilos. Can you wrap it up in a jumper and put it in your bag? But I didn't have any room. And I didn't see him in time because uh, he, he, we, then we all left and went to dinner, and we were going to do it the next day, but we couldn't. So I didn't end up getting um, – he was going to give me one um, – but yeah, sadly I don't. But hopefully they'll be in a strain distributor, and hopefully we can do some work with Hughes and Kettner because I, I I really quite like Hughes and Kettner. I like the yeah. stuff. And the amps I played there, the Triumph was just insane. I remember playing a Triumph like it was backline once at a festival. 
Like, the only thing it just takes forever to work out what sounds to get and what channel you're on yeah. it's like we did what was it the invader i think angle invader with if you go and look at uh living room gear demos and you check out the most metal guys video yeah where we play ukulele and stuff through it and the guitar so the torn fuchs guitar that's flocked that's like a yeah. felt kind of finnish football field um the angle invader just to try and work out which channel you're on and then each channel has high and low I think it's four channels and then each channel is multiple channels <laughs> and then you have on the back no crap if you th like think of um, I think there's a pic there's a picture of yeah, it in there yeah. like if the you think switches. of like the dip switches like on Chase Bliss pedals but you've got like a hundred of them and each one of them rewires the amp so you can get it it's just insane it's not insane um, but yeah so because of the video I did with Glenn Fricker Mm. where we did chugga chugga stuff with the mayonnaise guitar mayonnaise guitars i really like them yeah it's not me at all but i really really like them but anyway um <laughs> and actually that was funny how we got way over time now probably but that's cool an hour and 20. um it was funny the mayonnaise guys the polish guys that drove there in a in a van and they arrived they arrived there and the first thing they did was they brought kegs of polish beer and oh. I said, don't worry, guys, we brought good beer. And everyone <laughs> to, got beer. To, every, to Germany. To Germany. Because <laughs> the, 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 the Polish beer is much better. Um, they, get, they were lovely people as yeah, well. They gave everyone everyone beer and said, oh, you need to drink from our keg. We need to finish before we go home. That's a good way to make friends, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So um, it was great. It was, um, And yeah, the guitars are so not me. Yeah. But I so dug them. But I don't know if they're actually released yet or not. There were a bunch of more traditional-looking guitars there. Was there like a black telly thing? Cause I think yeah, and there was a Strat-style one. I think there was a video I watched this morning or yesterday with um, Glenn and Guitar Gods. Yeah. Dude, um, they do some... They, they, they bring... I don't know if it has already been brought out, but they're, or they're about to bring out a line of more traditional-looking guitars, but mega quilted tops and stuff, right. um, which is, I guess, what sort of metal dudes like yeah but man they were nice guitars cool. really 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 good guitars but they're like i played that um uh, 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 um a seven string hydra which was a, a fan fretted seven string uh but such the workmanship is just insane mm. and yeah, cool. uh sound and it's funny you plug one of those guitars in and you plug in a normal guitar and that's what we did in the video with glenn we compared an offset um with one of them because i think what we were doing was a video can you gent can you can you metal on an offset right and glenn said no <laughs> <laughs> oh, i gave away the ending but um but you, you can hear the difference but i mean it's a more vintage voice guitar that i was playing versus it's just so tight those pickups and so just yeah, sure. ooh, you know i guess you have to be if it's we played a six string version of the hydra yeah that much gain and um and either a seven string or drop it has to be tight to otherwise you okay. and we went into the we went into the triumph and the triumph has a built-in gate as well yeah wow yeah. man so yeah so it's, it's a monster that amp. monster amp monster 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 amp um yeah so hopefully there'll be stuff coming from the brands uh, i talked to the guys from mayonnaise guitars there's i think a semi-high pro or relatively high profile in dorsey of theirs who might be giving us one of his guitars. Oh, we should uh, chat afterwards. Yeah. Um, I th well, they are fairly high profile. Here we go. It's, uh, it's, it's, 
Can you talk about it? Or yeah. Should we talk well, about I, I don't know. If, yeah. Talk I th- after. I, th- I think it's a guy. It goes from Cog. All right. Cool. You know, that's quite a big band. Yeah. Um, and I think he has a baritone seven string that he might send us. Yeah. <laughs> the guitar is out of that band. But anyway. Uh, <clears throat> um, so let's see if that pans out. Let's see if that pans out. Okay, cool. I could have left. I could have. And I'm sort of kicking myself now. But uh, I was talking to Frank, one of the guys from Ibanez at 42 Gear Street. Mm. And again, it's not me at all, but there was a Seafoam Green mm. Ibanez AZ or, or AZ for some people. Uh, I think it's called the 2402 SFG, which is the 24 fret two pickup Seafoam Green sure. AZ or AZ. Uh, and I really, really dug it, really liked it. And also the pickup switching stuff you can do on it. There's a video coming out with that with me and Mike from um, China Guitar Skeptics that I did, Skeptic, that we did together. That'll be on our channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really like the guitar. It has like, it has these, because it's two humbuckers, but it's got a five-way selector switch and a little other switch. I think I saw one with um, Tom Quayle doing that. Yeah, possibly. Well, his signature is kind of an AZ mm. or AZ. Um Beautiful neck on that too. I played his actual guitar, which was really nice. Oh yeah, yeah, great guitar. The brown uh, one. The brown one. Nice. But the one that's actually his. Yeah. That came in a fly case, and it was funny that Ibanez guys were carrying his stuff for him all the time, and you yeah. could tell they were looking after him. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really dug it. And Frank, I was talking to Frank. Uh, there were two guys: it was Dan and Frank from Ibanez, and Dan was there for the first half of the thing, and mm-hmm. Frank was there for the second half. And I talked to Dan a bit, and I talked to Frank at the second half. And we were sitting there one of the last days, or possibly the last day, and I said, uh, we really need to talk because I would really like um, to get my hands on one of these AZs to do a proper video. Because, I mean, here at at 42 District, you can't do proper videos because it's not your setup. Yeah, sure. And he goes, yeah, we'll see what we can do with the Australian distributor. I don't even know who the Australian distributor is because it used to be Amber, but I don't know if it is still Amber. I don't know if they really still have a distributor or if they doing the Fender thing where they're doing their own thing now. Anyway, uh, he said, well, it could be tricky, but we'll see what we can do. And we were talking for a while. And then in the end, he said, you know what? If you want, just take it. And I I was like, oh. (laughs) And then I thought, oh, crap, I'm already overweight. My suitcases were overweight. Um, And I had to go back to Austria. And then we spent a day in Bangkok as well. And I thought, do I then not check our luggage because what we did when we flew home we had a day in bangkok we checked all our luggage through to brisbane so we didn't get our luggage until brisbane because you don't want to lug luggage around while you're there so we just had our carrying luggage and i thought do i check that through and then it sits somewhere in bangkok in on an airport in the heat somewhere and it gets warped or something gets broken or someone steals it or i mean bangkok it's not the most Mm. reliable area of the world no offense but um, um, uh, and I, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Can't we mail it? I pay for the, the postage, and he go, oh, goes, oh, that could make things a bit difficult then with tax and this because they have to. And 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 um, we left it at, oh, let's just try and work something out and organize something for when I get back to Australia. And again, I'm happy to to pay for tax and postage and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And. Um, so hopefully we can sort something out because I really, I really, really like that guitar. Yeah, cool. It's, it's an, it's, and again, not the thing to say to an Ibanez guy, but it's not 
Ibanez, yeah. which is why I kind of like it. Yeah. Because, I mean, all the other Ibanez stuff, it's that sort of shredder, mm. mega skinny necks, reverse headstocks. and It's a more traditional guitar. And I said to him as well, I have a couple of traditional old or had um, old, like, 70s and early 80s Ibanez, which I really love. I've got the AS100, the 335 style, which I think is still the best 335 I've ever played in my life, or 335 style guitar. Um, I had old Ibanez musicians, I had artists, I had all that sort of stuff, and I love them. I'm just not into the super thin yeah, Steve Vai, Paul Gilbert. I have a Paul Gilbert Fireman, which mm. I absolutely love as well because it's got a fat neck, and but um, I'm just not into the shredder guitar, but that is not a shredder guitar. Yeah, cool. And, um, and they were really cool with all that. And yeah. So hopefully one of them might come, cross fingers, and I'm 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 buttering the guys from Torn Fuchs up more and more. Hopefully, I, tell you, I love you guys from Torn Fuchs to hopefully work out some sort of a deal where I buy a guitar off them. Yeah, well, we um, love because I really really dug those guitars and and um, yeah, hopefully synergy stuff will come. Angle as well. I'm hoping to do a deal with them, work something out with them because mm. especially the smaller ones, the Iron Ball that we yeah. played in that that. Sounded really, really good. And a screamer, they only do a combo version, but they said, if you want a head, we'll send you a head. We'll make you a head. Yeah, well. And cool. I said, okay, cool. Because the screamer was kind of like the iron ball, mm. but I didn't work it out. Once the video comes out, I didn't work it out till about halfway through the video. It's four channels because you have a low gain and a high gain channel. Look, you've got a clean and a dirty channel, but then you have a low gain and high gain version of each. Sure. So it's a, and it's foot switchable, all of it. So it's like a four channel amp, and I really liked it. Is that the and it has two master screamer, volumes? Screamer or the other? The one? Screamer. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Two so you have a clean channel and a dirty channel. Yeah. You have a reverb. You have an EQ for both. It's a shared EQ, but then you have a presence just for the dirty channel. Mm. So you have a. I think you have a presence for the. You have an EQ that's shared, but a presence for presence for each, maybe. Okay. And then you have. Two master volumes, mm -hmm. master one and master B, which is foot switchable, so you can have different volumes. You have, and then you have a uh, um, uh, low gain, high gain for each of the two channels, and then you have uh, which is foot switchable, and then you have a uh, mid boost, yeah, cool. which you can switch, which you can foot switchable on and off. But you have a switch in the back, and you can set it. You want it on the clean channel or on the dirty channel, and then do you want it on the low gain or high gain of each? Yeah, or right. both, or all. Yeah, right. And it's foot switchable. Cool. It was super versatile and sounded really, really good. Mm. Um, I remember playing them when they first first came out. I think Dexter showed it to me. The Screamer? Yeah. Well, there's the Screamer 1, yeah, the and then now the updated Screamer 2 with the second master volume. It's and been there for a long time. Well, RJ mm. said he used to have one back in the days, and that was his favorite aim for ages. Yeah, right. The original Screamer. Mm. Yeah, the original Screamer's been out for a while. This is the Screamer 2. Yep. That they released yeah, it long ago, which uh, has a few updates and a few new versions and a few things. And yeah. and the, the Iron Ball was really, really good too. Uh, great clean, great in between, broken up sound, and really cool. chunky. And it has this digital reverb that's on the back. Yeah. And the thing I liked about the Iron Ball, and which is maybe one of the reasons why I may go with the Iron Ball over the Screamer, is it has an uh, attenuator on the back. Oh, we cool. can completely turn the speaker off so you don't have to have a speaker attached, mm. which at my place... To then go into, for example, the angle cab loader, yeah, or go into a torpedo or something for direct recording. Mm. That's just because you have small people. Yeah, yeah and I mean, I don't, I don't even have a speaker hooked up. Not, not just because of that, but I can't be bothered. 
Because yeah, yeah. when I record, I record, and I may as well record through a torpedo, and it sounds just as good. And then it's, you know, not as loud because you don't have to have a speaker on. Because yeah. the thing is with the torpedo, what I do is I crank the volumes so you get the power amps working and all the tubes working, mm. yep. which gives you a really nice sound. But if I then would have a speaker attached, you then would have to have another attenuator or something, or just on the speaker, which is what Henning did. Yeah, sure. So they had one of the, yeah, right. whatever they're called, the Tone King, whatever attenuator, which are meant to be really good. Yeah, okay, cool. The Tonking Amps, they mm. make the... Uh, something Iron Man or something like that? Anyway. So, yeah, so hopefully lots of this stuff will come, hopefully. Nice. And uh, some blue guitar oh, amp one stuff. New Mostronic stuff. New Mostronic stuff, which did a, uh, I brought it. It's oh, in did there. You, you got it already? Uh, got it already. It arrived already. Oh, oh, not the new new stuff. No, I mean the, the new. The new new stuff. Oh, that, so, so what's that? I don't even know. That's the bass... Um, oh, the bass fuzz, fuzz. I and the okay. bass preamp pedal, yeah, cool. and a harmonica preamp. That's right. You that, get Dan in that arrived. But there's a couple of new Mostronics things coming, yes. which are not official yet, mm. which sound quite interesting. They do. Which we'll be getting because we always get. Andrew is amazing. So I was just saying, Zoe yesterday because she's Mondays off, so we're hanging out, and uh, I said, Andrew's sending some, sending him more stuff again. Like he just keeps building things and i think he just generally loves like electronics yeah he's i think that's just his he probably he, wouldn't hobby more I don't than think anything he'd even care if he didn't sell anything right. well i think that's what he said he's i mean he would when we did the podcast with him yeah i think he said think just do it anyway. he's, he's happy with his day job and he's yeah. just happy to do it on the side it would be nice if he would sell more and if he could make a living out of it but mm. Yeah, that's not what it's about and yeah that's what i like about his stuff you yeah, can tell it's genuinely and that's why i think it's so good because yeah. he's not just trying to sell stuff; he's just doing it for himself. So and I'm trying to make like get profits up and uh, no, overheads uh, down and stuff like that. I mean, there's something else. Yeah. That just, I mean, we're going really long, but who cares? We haven't had a podcast for ages, so people yeah. listen. No, but uh, uh, I mean, he genuinely sits there and he goes, oh, "I did it again. I thought I wasn't going to do another, um, you know, pedal like whatever, but I did." And he talks like as if he mm. he kind of sits there and he just makes something up and he goes, "You know what? I'm going to tell Gabor about it." Yeah, sure. You know, and I, I think I'm one of the first people he tells, and it's I, I'm really flattered that I am, and and that he that he sends us this stuff. And mm. but the, there's I think two new pedals coming out, which sound really really cool. Yeah, I really like the sound of it. What I was getting at with about the profit thing, um, mm. whether you like Kemper stuff or don't like Kemper stuff or the controversial stuff with the whole you know who owns rights and oh, stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. He, I think it's Christoph Kemper. He yeah. just did a video with Andertons. And I watched it the other day, and I have to say, hats off to him. Mm. He was because um, the captain, Mr. Anderton, what's his, what's his name? Lee, Lee Anderton, asked him. So he said, "Okay, so because he's Lee's a businessman, because Andertons, yep. and he said, okay, businessman to businessman, everything aside, you've had the same hardware for like a decade, and you give everyone free software updates and firmware updates." Mm which actually are really, really good, you know, from a businessman's perspective, you know, that's not really good business, is it? Because, yeah. you know, you have a product and, you know, look at guys like Apple, you know, they give you free firmware updates, but every couple of years, their products are obsolete. You have to buy a new product. So it's, you know, from a business side, it's really, really good. And what, what he said today was basically, well, he's not interested in making profit for profit's sake. 
he makes enough profit that he can make a living. He makes enough profit that he can pay the bills for all the people that work for him, which, by the way, all still German-made. He said a lot of the the the, uh, the like the actual um, parts you have to get from China because they're not made anywhere else. But he said all his stuff is made in Germany. German workers. He pays all their wages. Mm. Um, he and that's the thing is he said he didn't want to just shove new stuff into customers' faces. He made the thing. It works as long as he can make it work. It'll be that. And he said it also keeps the values. So people who bought it ten years ago. You just put the latest firmware update on it. It's just the same as the newest one. And they can sell it for just as much as they bought it for because yeah. it holds its value. Sure. So it's good for the customer. Mm. And I just, just hats off to someone who is in business. With ethics. <laughs> who ha- actually has ethics. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether you like the ethics of his product. Because mm. guys like Henning have issues with sure. profiling Marshall amps mm. and not paying Marshall for it. But in the end, I think he... That's someone who actually has business ethics. It's not just making stuff for the sake of making money. And I mean, this whole attitude that the world has nowadays with if you make X amount profit this year, if you don't make X plus one profit next year, you're a failure, even though you still make profit. And he goes, well, he made roughly the same profit for the last decade. But it's enough profit for him to live happily and good. His family is happy. They live well. Yep. And I didn't know he's a keyboard player. Okay. And he made the the virus, the Axis virus. That yeah, was right. his product. Yeah. And he was a keyboard player, then moved into guitar. Well, there you go. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought just to bring that in with profit for profit's sake. Cause sure, I, yeah. Like, hats off. I think someone, the world needs more people like that who don't just do things yep. just for the sake of making money. And, and, and like companies like Apple and Behringer jeopardize the quality of the product. Sure. By shift, shipping, shifting the production to China and Indonesia and God knows where to make it as cheap as possible yep. so their profit margins go up. Yeah, He makes... Everything is made in Germany. So hats off, and, uh, Christoph Kemper. And you obviously have to make some profit, otherwise you can't make... No, your, I mean, there's product. a point in, in yeah. having something without making profit, but... That thing of, like, how many millions of dollars does one person need? Well, that's it. That's it. I, I mean, know. whether he makes millions is a different yeah, question, but, but it gets into that, like you know, Time Magazine, million billion zillionaire of the year kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's as long as you. How many yachts do you need, this guy? Well, that's it, and and, and that's and that's what he said. And you know, he lives in his house. His family's happy. Mm. They have food in their mouths. They drive cars that are mm. relatively new and don't break down and. And again, what I thought was just hats off, he said, and he can pay his workers wages, which I mean, in the end, that's, so they live happily, you know? So I think to me, that's a, passing on that's a really good way of running a business Hmm. and not, yeah, what do you need? I mean, that's the thing you look at all this. And again, this has nothing to do, but you look at banks and all this, you know, who make four or $5 billion profit. And then if they make three and a half billion dollar profit next year it's oh my god and the whole everything collapses yeah. they still made billions of dollars of profit and i mean it's one year it's not even a, a no, decade and, or a... and that's the thing you know you know you look at all these companies like apple and i mean you look at your iphones that are getting crappier and crappier and last shorter and shorter time than computers and everything mm-hmm. because they just make things cheaper and cheaper and cheaper so the profit goes up yeah and i mean 
what's the point of that? Go back to the Kemper business thing. Um, I think it was Richard Branson said that um, the customer doesn't come first. Your employees come first, and they'll look after your customers. Yeah, well, exactly. That'll, right. that'll sort of sort itself out. Yeah. If you've got happy employees that, that are, um, you know, comfortable in their job, get look after with both. Um, they'll be happy to work in the company. Support and also finances. Yeah. They'll sort the customers out. Like that's that'll just happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's like with the Lewitt guys. When I went to the guys, when I went to the mm-hmm. office, uh, they were saying the boss is an awesome guy. Yeah, cool. um, and they all really enjoy working there. Yeah. Um, and that's why you could tell they were all so keen and so into the Lewitt stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's just because I guess they, they're happy where they work and they really enjoy where they're working. And Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this has nothing to do with any of this. So uh, uh, <laughs> we've been going on for an hour 40. This is almost a two-part podcast so thank you so much for listening if you're still sticking around if you made uh, it this far if well you done. made it this far good good, good on you uh, please make sure to subscribe uh, to the channel and follow and whatever it is and go and check out social media and go and check out all the other if you go to our YouTube channel and check out any of the 42 Gear Street videos in the description of that is all the channels I might put it in the description as well of this all the channels that were at 42 Gear Street just go and check them all out subscribe to the channels they're all awesome people, um, uh, and they deserve uh, to be followed. And especially Henning, um, go and follow. Yeah. We need him to go over hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, he's close, but he needs to go over hundred thousand. So go and subscribe to his channel. We need um, to go over ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, we're not that far actually, which is good. We, we're yeah. doing we're doing all right lately actually. So uh, thank you to all you people, and uh, it's good to be back. And hopefully, this will be more regular now on a Saturday every second week. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, see you next time. Hope you're happy and well. Hope you make some noise with guitars. Yes. Piss off the neighbors. Yes. All that stuff. Don't worry about profit for the sake of profit. <laughs> On that note, bye. See you. Bye.